Hi. Hello. <laughs> you are listening to Talk Crooked, the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject. My name is Kay. What? Or wh- what? What happened? I, I don't know. Say your line. Sorry. <laughs> what? I'm tired. <laughs> Let's start that over. It's been a long week. You are listening to Talk Crooked, the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject while enjoying adult beverages. My name is Kay. (laughs) And I'm Carrie. I, for some reason, was waiting for Carrie to say her name first. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I don't know I also threw away a loaf of bread earlier. (laughs) It's been a great day and I just spilled, so let's do this, please. Ready? Uh Uh-huh. Everyone grab your shot. One, two, three. Go. I can't drink. Ugh. It's all over me. Ugh. It's literally all over me. I'm going to have to go clean up. Okay. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, hi. It's been a week. Yes. It's been a full week since we recorded. Mm-hmm. I just did it a fucking again. <laughs> We're just going to have to get you a bib and a towel. Apparently, I think it's now appropriate to open my mouth with liquid in it. <laughs> so much for keeping this tight. All right. <laughs> well, <sighs> this week has sucked. Yep. <laughs> except that Kay <clears throat> is doing wonderful things. In her career, I just mm-hmm. want to quit. I just want to quit life. Mm-hmm. I want to quit my job. I'm really thinking about it. Like, I'm really thinking about floating the idea to Josh of like, hey, so listen, I've got mm-hmm. this new plan wherein I don't work <laughs> and you work really hard and lots of overtime because you're you're allowed and I'll stay home and get really healthy and really fit and really hot for you and... <laughs> I'll clean, keep the house spotlessly clean, and I'll and cook all yep, your meals. Cook all of his meals. Do all of your laundry, <laughs> and make sure the dog is worn out before you get home, so he doesn't bug you. How does this plan sound? <laughs> and then you're you- basically paying a house, paying for a housekeeper because you'll be minus my paycheck. <laughs> and and um. Uh. We can have more time to reach out to sponsors. Yes, and, and I can do, do this more. And mm-hmm. yeah, like I just, oh God, I just hate my job, but it's yeah. fine. Uh, yeah, I've got an internship that I'm really excited about. I got put on the spot in my class the other week <coughs> and um, had to talk about my internship interview because apparently it got back to my teacher about how mm-hmm. awesome my interview went. And <laughs> I left the interview thinking... Who let me come outside and speak? Um, <laughs> but apparently, it, apparently, I did well. It was good. Yeah, so um, I'm really excited about that. Like, I've been having a lot of fun writing in my classes, and like, I've got some really awesome classmates. I've got a new listener and a classmate. Yay! So thank you, Sal. He listened to our episode about um, the home invasions. No, oh, yeah, that not, was a good one. Not home invasions. Um, people squatting squatting and yeah Mm -hmm. he he loved it that's my new favorite episode i love that one and he's uh gonna come to our live show oh yay 
Yeah, so. That's exciting. We'll have one person there. <laughs> we will have more than one person we there. We will have one person. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that's plenty. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But, uh. Do we want to go ahead and plug our stuff at the beginning so we don't accidentally sure. forget at the end? Um, we, we want to plug Lex Bookie. Um, Hi, Amanda. You. Yes. I can't breathe because I'm choking. Why are you choking? Uh, I'm choking on my drink because I have dementia and I can't, <laughs> um, you know, function. Um, my grandma has dementia. Like, no. by the way, like, I'm not being a dick. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> I just spilled all over myself twice and stubbed my toe and I'm just going to let you talk. Um, well, we, clearly I'm incapable. You're not incapable. Right now. Um, Amanda is the Lex Bookie. She's amazing. We're in a collab right now with her. Um, go check out her book recommendations. She does one for every episode. She um, just did an amazing true crime one that I cannot wait to read. It's called like The Killer Across From Me or The Killer Across the Killer Table. Killer Across the Table. Yeah. Um, you were telling me about that earlier. Yeah. It looks really good. Yeah. It, it popped up in my Audible recommendations and then I saw that she had reviewed it and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> it's meant to be. <laughs> It's going to be mine. It will be mine. The Killer Across the Table. Yes. Um, unlocking the secrets of serial killers and predators with the FBI's original Mind Hunter. Ooh. Bam. Uh, I saw Mind Hunter at Barnes and Noble the oh, other day. I just hit play on my Audible account. <laughs> By the way, in case anyone was wondering why there was a voice that said this is Audible. <laughs> it was starting my book over. <laughs> um, but. She's also going to be on an upcoming episode. Yes, really we just have to get that scheduled. Aside from that, uh, we've got our Facebook group up and going. It's Unspeakables United. Please go check it out and um, join. Have fun with us. Discuss with us. Um, also, we have started putting the link to our Patreon and our website in the descriptions. So, uh, please give the description a click and then click on the uh, URLs that I've put in for you real quick, mm -hmm. real easy, can get you onto Patreon. Um, we're doing a cool thing right now where the first person to donate, donate at each level gets all the prizes. Um, you get a shout out on our social media, on air, you get to pick an episode topic, you get a free merch item. Yay! Um, all the things. Yeah. It's so fun. And you get to listen to me shit my pants. <laughs> so there's that. And help us get closer to this being our only job. Yeah. <laughs> it would be amazing. Yeah, it would. Yeah. Um, I want to say something real fast at the mm -hmm. top of the episode that's a little bit of a downer. But I wanted to just send happy thoughts towards the families of the, the kids that were shot and killed in California at the school, at the most recent school shooting. Oh, God. Um, thankfully, I mean, and this is what's sad, is that less less students were, were killed mm -hmm. in this one than in other previous ones, which is a relief to some degree, but also kids still died. Yeah. Parents have to bury their children, and we just need... To make sure that we're all doing better. And we need to make sure that we don't become desensitized to this in the news. Because next time it could be your kid. It could be your niece. It could be your cousin. It could be your friend. It could be you. You know? So we just all need to make sure that we're sending happy thoughts and prayers and good vibes out into the world. And 
just do our best to be sensitive to it. Please don't troll people. There's no need for arguments. No. The fact remains that we need better gun control. I know that there are more laws out in California. They have the most laws, I think. Um, But that doesn't account for... I, and I don't know the situation, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I literally just know that it happened. I don't know the circumstances I around hadn't this kid. I even heard that it happened. Yeah, I just heard about it this morning. It's really bad. And I saw a Facebook post that my friend did just now. And it reminded me. And I just... We're sending our thoughts and our love to you, people out in California. And um, anyone who's been a victim of a school shooting, either secondarily or directly and mm-hmm. or even thirdly like i mean just yeah. a- anyone who's been affected because they are so scary and it's so sad and they're completely preventable if we just do better exactly as a society and so we just need to make sure and i don't want to victim blame his parents at all but we do have to make sure you know make sure your gun cap guns are locked make sure that you ha- you're you're, be- you're setting the precedent that your kids can be open with you about their emotions oh God. you know just yeah. just we just need to do better. So all of us in general, we just all need to do better. We need to make sure we're being kind to everyone. And, and I just want to say that there has been a side to this argument that I've seen come up mm-hmm. and I, I'm going to be really honest. I don't see why it is an argument that we need more gun control, but I have seen people say that, um, Oh, well people can go and stab a bunch of people and it not like make the news yes that happens and yes that is awful but that doesn't dismiss the fact that this is happening stab wounds are way more treatable than than getting shot yeah and (laughs) and children getting shot and like there have just been you can't stab someone through a window yeah (laughs) there there has been my old classroom used to have an entire wall full of windows and we would have gun we would have we have to have drills you Mm -hmm. know i mean that's because that's the reality of life now. So we would have to have like shooting drills and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it was like, well, what if they're out- if they're outside, we're fucked. Yeah. Like all of my kids were like, well, I mean, like I can hide under my desk, but like all they have to do is shoot through the windows. Yeah. <laughs> we're fucked. So, it, it, you know, it's just it, it's it's a reality of day to day. But we just really need to make sure that we're not becoming desensitized to that level mm-hmm. of violence. Don't brush it under the rug and say, well, less kids died. So that's a victory. Yeah, no. it is a small victory. Yes, that more kids didn't die. That's amazing that it was a small amount of students. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't discount the fact that lives were lost. And so we yeah. just want to. And there have been over 250 mass shootings this just in this year alone yeah it's been crazy so and yeah it sounds like uh, it sounds like a media frenzy sometimes and it's hard to know if things are real which was some of the things that i heard today at work which is really sad because you know unfortunately it's no longer news it's media and so we just need to make sure that we're not arguing and using it to turn against each other that we're just collectively joining hands and saying okay let's do better and let's find a solution exactly all right so done awesome (laughs) moment passed i just wanted to make sure that we uh we 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 talked about that because i didn't want to we are real time right now so i didn't want to discount that and skip over it so yeah um okay so this week we're talking about Machiavellian, Machiavellian ideals. <laughs> uh, we are talking about the um, one of the coolest things ever. It's going to be it's really so fun. fascinating. Yeah, and um, 
I, I do have a bit of a longer case. It's it's a little dark, but I'm not focusing on the dark part. I'm just focusing on why it's <laughs> on the fun part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, just the kind of the psychology side because yeah, that's where yeah. I'm, that's where I'm at too. Yeah. I forgot to take the quiz. Take so, it real quick. Yeah. It, it doesn't take Give too me long. Just a second. <laughs> And uh, the quiz that Carrie is taking right now, um, I will share that to our stuff so that you can take it as well and see where you fall. And um, just remember that wherever you fall is where you fall. And what you do with that is, you know, what you do with it. And just try to use this for good instead of how dark it can get. So the first time I took it, I was around a 90 something. The second time I took it, which was this time, I was a 71, which is, which is good, because that means... You're less um, of a sociopath now? It doesn't mean that you're a sociopath. It just means that you... Are less manipulative, and we're going to get into it. Yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> okay, now that I've done my homework, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, let's talk about it. Let's yeah. dive in. Yeah. Okay. I have some theories as to why... It has changed so much, and yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. So, let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. All right, so, uh, like I said, we're talking about Machiavellian ideals, so let's talk about Machiavelli for just a second, because he was a person. Yes. Um, Didn't he, like, wasn't it, like, basically, he got exiled, and then he wrote, basically, an expose about the politicians that exiled him? Hang on. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> Niccolò di Bernardo. No, I can't do that. <laughs> Niccolò di Bernardo de Machiavelli. Beautiful. Not very good in an Italian accent. It came comes out super like a spicy meatball. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, uh he was uh so we are in the Renaissance. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Renaissance. All right. Uh, May 3rd, 1940, uh, f- so he was born May 3rd, 1469, mm. which is a year that exists, and, um, That's he, crazy he died me. June 21st, 1527, so he was a millennial baby. <laughs> he was an Italian diplomat, politician, mm-hmm. historian, philosopher, writer, playwright, and poet of the Renaissance period. Yeah. Bitch, got it. Uh, he has often been called the father of modern political philosophy and political science, which is, wow. Yeah. Uh, that basically means he was the first person to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> and this say is something about it. the 1400s, man. Yeah. Like <laughs> it, oh, my God. That, and we're in the 2000s now. Yeah, isn't that nuts? Yeah. He has often been called the father of my... Oh, I already read that for many years he served as a senior official in the florentine republic with responsibilities in diplomatic and military affairs he wrote comedies carnival songs and poetry which is kind of hilarious Mm -hmm. uh considering his most famous work yeah Uh, (laughs) his personal correspondence of high importance to historians and scholars um he worked as secretary to the Second Chancery of the Republic of Florence from 1498 to 1512, which is a long wow. fucking time. Yeah. Uh, when the Medici were out of power, which I remember vaguely from history, and I don't remember what that um, 
is. <laughs> he, wrote, he wrote his best-known work, which we have all read in college, I'm sure, uh, The Prince. I actually didn't read it. Really? I, I read it in English 300. Uh, I, I mean, I've read parts of it, but I we didn't read, read the whole thing. Yeah, we yeah. didn't read the whole thing. That would be super dry. Um, and, you know, it's in Italian. Um, <laughs> in 15th, and he, so he wrote that in 1513, having been exiled from city affairs. Uh, the word Machiavellian is widely used as a pejorative to characterize unscrupulous politicians of the sort Machiavelli advised most famously in The Prince. But what was that word? Pejor- pejorative? Pejorative? I have not heard that before. I like it. Let's find out what pejorative means, because I know what it means, but it's hard to explain. Okay. Uh, pejorative means expressing contempt or disapproval. Okay. So, the word Machiavellian is used as a criticism, basically, to characterize unscrupulous politicians. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Machiavelli proposed that immoral behavior, such as dishonesty and the killing of innocents, was normal and effective in politics. Because he was a swell guy. Yep. Uh, (laughs) He also notably encouraged politicians to engage in evil when it would be necessary for political expediency. Expediency. Mm Mm-hmm. Political expediency meaning, like, to further a cause of some sort, not to have your own island full of children for you to fuck. Yeah, no. Uh, the, g- <laughs> the book gained notoriety. We're at a great place, America. <laughs> uh, the book gained notoriety due to claims that it teaches, quote, evil recommendations to tyrants to help them maintain their power, unquote, which is not true. Uh, no. Really. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it's kind of a... It, it, unfortunately sometimes this is how you have to get stuff dated done and it's a philosophy yeah. i mean it's just it's a philosophy and it's about mm. politics which is a hard place to be in i don't agree with his ideals no um but and I, i'm not gonna see, sit here and say that i think that murdering anyone is okay i don't like i don't i mean the one for the many that. yeah in huh. my opinion huh I, I mean the one for the many as a gryffindor <laughs> but uh also no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's hard. It's a theory yeah. and it's a, pol- it's a philosophical debate that's mm-hmm. ongoing. And it's, it's not something that, like all theories, I don't think it's something that one should be married to. But I also no. think that it does have value in certain contexts. And maybe you can take pieces to apply. And it's always going to be both sides of the coin. It's never exactly. going to be one or the other. Mm-hmm. It's going to be both married together. So... It's important to read this kind of thing so that you can kind of learn where you are and where you stand morally and what you really agree with. And then it's also important to read the complete other side of it as yeah. well and make sure that you're a well-rounded human. And as not, it is with anything. Yeah, like, and not just someone yeah. who just sits in and wants to sit in an echo chamber all the time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I really try when I do, like, research for our topics and stuff, I really try to make sure that I look at both sides. And what's fun about that is that most of the time the other side is completely fucking wrong <laughs> so uh you're entitled to your yeah, wrong opinion you're like. entitled to your wrong opinion but i'm not going to share it as truth so <laughs> like just try hard not to get pregnant when you're raped like i'm not gonna share that as a thing um <laughs> if women could get pregnant at will there wouldn't be a fertility industry of the yeah, medical no. field <laughs> like, you fucking ignorant <laughs> asshole okay so 
Not what we're talking about. Part okay. of the plot of Medea wouldn't make sense. Oh my god, I love that play. <laughs> okay, so the term Machiavellian often connotates... You can tell I didn't write this. The term Machiavellian... This is fully lifted from Wikipedia today. Same. Multiple sources from Wikipedia, and I went down a rabbit hole that was really fun, and I have now learned my favorite term in psychology that I cannot wait to get to because we need a third person on this show so that we can call ourselves the Dark Triad. (laughs) I'm just saying how fucking awesome would that be? (laughs) I... I yeah yeah i also like the two of us I, oh no i, I know them. but yeah. i want to, to be in a group called the dark triad that's so <laughs> our intern cool. yes <laughs> that's so cool yes we need an intern so yeah. that we can call ourselves the dark triad yeah okay <laughs> so um uh so the term machiavellian often connotes political deceit deviousness and real politic mm-hmm even though Machiavelli has become most famous for his work on principalities, scholars often... I can't read today. I'm so sorry. <laughs> scholars also give attention to the exhortations in his other works of political philosophy. Mm-hmm. So he has other works, but The Prince is the most The most well-known. And because like. it's the most troubling. Yeah. Uh, as most <laughs> things are. Yeah. Uh, his much less popular treatise, The Discourses on Livy, I don't know what that is about, um, is often said Libby. to have... Livy? Is it Livy? L-I-V-Y? You said, I don't know what it's about, and I said Livy. Oh, Livy. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it's, it's often said to have paved the way t- of modern republicanism. Oh. Yikes. Which weirdly sounds the, the same... <laughs> As the, as the prince. <laughs> but okay. So, uh, whatever. Okay. So, let's talk about what Machiavellianism is as far as psychology. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. So, in the field of personality psychology, Machiavellianism is a psychological trait centered on interpersonal manipulation, unemotional coldness, and indifference to morality. Mm-hmm. Um, though unrelated to the historical figure or his works, the trait is named after the political philosophy of Machiavelli, as psychologists Richard Christie and Florence Geese? Geis? Sure. It's obviously Geese. I think it's Geese. Uh, G-E-I-S? Used, edited, and truncated. I would say Geese. Geese? Because it would be like thief. Because it would be like what? Like no, thief? Yeah. That's not a related no, word mind. at all. <laughs> I was thinking. <laughs> I think it's a different. I think it's a different language, honey. Don't don't ask me. <laughs> just I'm gonna drink my just wine. Just drink now. your wine. Uh, <laughs> you. So they used edited and truncated statements inspired by his works to study variations in human behaviors. Um, their Mach four test. Mach four test. Is that what we took? A twenty. Yeah. It, okay, so that's the test that we took. Uh-huh. It's a twenty question. Likert scale personality survey mm-hmm. uh, became the standard self-assessment tool and scale of the Machiavellianism construct. There are a lot of big words in this. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, so those who score high on the scale are more likely to have a high level of deceitfulness and callousness. I'm really happy with my score. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it is one of the dark triad traits along with narcissism and psychopathy. Mm-hmm. 
Dark triad is a really cool term. Isn't that the coolest thing yeah. of all time? <laughs> yeah. Oh my I, god. I was reading up on it and I was like, oh was my like, god, this is perfect. The, the dark triad. <laughs> it sounds like a villain from Charmed. Yeah. I'm glad my score is going down. I've like me too because I'm worried. <laughs> well, I'll I'll talk a little bit about why like my theories behind it. I don't want you thinking I'm, I'm a really horrible person. I'm not. Like, <laughs> I'm not a horrible person. A cold and, and and deceitful person sitting across the table from me. <laughs> no, I just I think a lot of it has to do with um, the environment I was raised in. Fair enough. I because I I fucking had to be to be able to have any kind of peace just to just to exist. It, just to explain kind of where I come from, I grew up, um, my mom was working all the fucking time, so I grew up with my grandmother, who was an abusive piece of shit, mm-hmm. and very manipulative. She's the worst! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I constantly had to lie and protect myself in a way so that I would still get food. Yeah. So that I wouldn't get screamed at all the time. So that I um could exist peacefully in the environment that I was in. Instead of telling the truth and then getting a weird lecture for three hours or whatever yeah. or Or yeah. like not getting food or being sent Yeah. Sent off and just not knowing like if I was still gonna have home, basically. Um and my mom had grown up in that same environment. Mm-hmm. And f- so once my mom and I were able to move out of her house and be on our own, we still had to lie. She and I had to craft stories and like hide things on our Facebook and from um, her. Yeah, yeah. From from her so that we could still live in peace. Yeah. Beca- because my grandmother has stalkerish tendencies. Yes. And, I, I mean, just being she's as psych- honest she's as I psychotic. can here. I mean, yeah. like, we're just going to be real. Like, yeah, she, she's, she's psychotic. She is. And, and deluded and has delusions and mm-hmm. is very mentally ill and very much untreated by choice. Yeah. So. And so when when I took that quiz the first time, it was when we were still in touch with her. I was going to say, there were a lot of questions about lying and trusting people, so I'm yeah. guessing you hit opposite of things that I put. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even yeah, as someone because... with trust issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I, like, at that time, like, I was, like, in the height of how bad that situation ended up being, and now that I'm almost two years removed from her being in my life... Mm-hmm. It, my score has gone way down because I'm able to trust people more and I'm not having to lie constantly about yeah. things. Like, I'm not, like, you do in that still mindset. Lie. Like, I but do. But I catch you at it. <laughs> so, it's I, okay. I, I do, <laughs> but it's, like, not... It's because I don't want attention. Yeah. And, like, I want to keep it off me. I know. And I want to be personal. And, like, I'm I'm working on it, like... I know, I know it's a problem, and I'm working on it. <laughs> Except that but. you need to let people be there for you and give you attention and love. I so know. So I don't let you. <laughs> you I, say things and you look away, and I'm like, you're lying. Tell me what's going on. <laughs> I know, but it's also, like, I, I'm not used to yeah. being able to be 
safely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because literally I would be denied food. I, know, I would, yeah. like, it was a... It was a bad place to be growing up in. Yeah. And when someone has to tell you that you didn't have a bad childhood, <laughs> if someone has to tell you something ab- like that, it's not true. And like, it just, you know. Yeah. Woo! So like, I, I just, I'm, I don't know. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting better. I think it's part of my healing, and well, like I thing, like that, though, is that you're not cold. Yeah, and you're not unfeeling. Yeah, you just have had to deceive a lot, so that probably moved your score up higher. But yeah, I think that's why. Yeah, like honestly, I like I'm not like I'm obviously not killing people. I'm not like I can't be mean. I'm not hateful. Like no. I, I can't. Like I can't. You don't have fathom that in you. Yeah, killing people. Like I just you know. So, in psychology, the dark triad refers to the personality traits of narcissism, which we've covered, mm-hmm. uh, Machiavellianism, and psychopathy. So, um, meaning psychopath. Yeah. Uh, which is a branch of sociopathy, which is sociopaths, which is crazy people that are super mean and will do anything to get ahead and are super manipulative and antisocial and blah 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 I'm a high functioning sociopath. Do your research. Do your research. What's the guy that he hates? Anderson. Anderson, yeah. Poor Anderson. Go in the other room. My face is distracting or something like that. So good. It's your face. It's turning me off. <laughs> Go in the other room. What? <laughs> Anderson, turn your back. <laughs> My face is putting you off. <laughs> oh, it's such a good show. Uh, research, research on the dark triad is used in applied psychology, especially in the fields of law enforcement, of course, mm-hmm. uh, clinical psychology, of course, and business management. Yeah. Because capitalism is uh, set up for sociopaths to succeed. And snakes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and for them to become president. <coughs> yeah. Well, <clears throat> horrible uh, cold I have. Democracy is set up. Our whole political system is kind of set up for sociopaths to succeed yeah. because of campaigning and the cutthroatness of all of it. And it's, I don't think we'll ever, not to be a monarchist or anything like that, but I really truly think that the best leaders are those who have never sought power. And you that's just not how politics is set up you have to seek power because you have to you have to campaign and you have to ask for it and originally so we'll never have we'll never have a leader that's not a little bit sociopathic yeah because your ambition has to be so high and sociopaths by nature have a very high ambition Mm -hmm. and and originally it wasn't supposed to be like that like it was still supposed to be you have to vote but we weren't supposed to it have all these different to be parties. Smear campaigns. Like, yeah, and, no. Yeah, like, and it just. Washington looking at us like, <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> Women in Congress? Are you crazy? Not that, <laughs> but like. Yeah. That's what I imagine <laughs> happening. They're like, wait, what? Why do we- Why can women do things? <laughs> you have black men in power? <laughs> You're crazy. There's an Asian man running for president? Ah, um, hmm. <laughs> he has right? my vote. I know, right? Like. <laughs> okay. Andrew Yang 2020. So, um, 
So people scoring high on these traits are more likely to commit crimes. Doesn't mean you will. It just says more likely. Yeah. People with ADD are more likely to do cocaine. I've never done cocaine. So, I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so they're more likely to commit crimes, cause social distress. <laughs> I mean, take that how you will. Yeah. <laughs> um, and create severe problems for an organization. <laughs> Especially if they're in leadership positions. Good thing you're not in management anymore, Miss 71. <laughs> I wasn't creating severe problems. I'm just kidding. I was making things better. I'm just kidding. God. I'm just kidding. From, uh, okay. So they also tend to be less compassionate, agreeable, empathetic, satisfied with their lives, and less likely to believe they are they and others are good. Um, I mean, like, I don't believe other people are good, but I've I worked retail for my entire life and people are <laughs> shit. So, um, <laughs> so, but I mean, you know, Voldemort worked retail, but <laughs> <laughs> so we get it. I, I see this in my own work environment. The people that I work for are not very compassionate. They're not very agreeable. Mm-hmm. They're not empathetic and they're not satisfied with their lives and they don't trust us. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, none of them. So, so it, it takes the boxes and they own the company. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's so what, like, how do you, it completely, do you, do? No, you can't. Yeah. They've set it up to be a failure because of the person they've put in charge of HR and because of who also has all of these tendencies. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, she literally called, <laughs> Never mind. I'll have to tell you that story off air, but, yeah. um, it's just not great. And so, like, I mean, you know, like the president of our company is not satisfied. He's just constantly seeking more and more and more and more. And I mean, I think I feel like that's why se- serial killers tend to always escalate is because it's OK. Now y- you build up a tolerance like with alcohol or a drug mm-hmm. and it's like, OK, this isn't doing it for me anymore. Breaking into a home isn't doing it for me anymore. I want to break in when they're home. Yeah. Oh, that was such a rush. And then you get used to that. And then it's like, okay, so I I want them to see me break in while Mm -hmm. they're home. Okay, now I'm going to tie them up and torture them while they're home and take their shit in front of them. Okay, now I'm going to start attacking people. Yep. Now I'm going to start killing people because I don't want to leave witnesses. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. and and because that's more of a high. And, you, you know, it's just... It's the same with business. Yeah, and it's the same with business practices where people are like, let's just keep going. Let's keep getting bigger. Let's get bigger. Let's get bigger. Let's get bigger. And I won't pay anyone more. Like, (laughs) you know, and and they get so so tight fisted with everything, and they get so I don't know. It's like they don't think that just in working for sociopaths, you know, like and psychopaths, like it's they don't trust. They don't trust us. They don't trust us. They don't trust any of us to work from home. Nope. They don't trust any of us to not be fully supervised. There's cameras all over the place that are connected to all of their phones so they can spy on us all the time, even when they're not in the off in the building. Yep. Absolutely true. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Every, yeah. Yeah. All the, all the offices are glass, but I mean, that's also like a moral thing. So you're not stooping someone on your desk. Yeah. And, um, and, and you know, I there, there's no kind of there, there's no incentive program. There's just this the empty promises of if you do better, I'll pay you more. But then it never happens. Yep. You know, and 
it's just not it's you're we're only ever told what we're doing wrong you know it's Mm -hmm. just it's not they they don't understand why we're not giving a thousand percent to our jobs when we have no vacation time and shitty health insurance and they get to leave and go on vacation whenever they want with no and not come in on time and all of that stuff they do not lead by example and they expect us to absolutely toe the line when they don't yeah and you know it's just it's totally unequal and it's an us versus them mentality where i work and it is a hundred percent doomed to fail they're making you a number yes and um actually i am just a means to an end yeah the last place i was working um like not family video but um this last place that i have since left after less than a month um Mm -hmm. They, I got hired as a seasonal person and I was talking to my friend that actually got me on there and she was like, all of them treat every person here as a number. She's like, I know every seasonal person's name. They see them as a number. The end. That's because she worked for family video where we were people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like. And all of my lifelong friends I've met through family video. Like family video hires badass fucking people yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah like and it's not the same everywhere else it's just you know and like there's a strict hiring process there like it's not only do you have one interview but then you have to take sort of like an act and then Mm -hmm. you have to have another interview and only then do you get hired and like then it's you know they're also trusting you to work by yourself yeah and it's just, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and you have to have a certain type of ability and skill level and... We are the cream of the crop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... there, There's a good deal of conceptual and empirical overlap mm-hmm. between the dark triad traits. Um, so, for example, researchers... I'm sorry, I have hiccups. Um, Researchers have noticed that all three traits share characteristics such as lack of empathy, interpersonal hostility, Mm -hmm. and interpersonal offensiveness, which I found interesting and ticks every box of the people I work for as well. (laughs) Uh, They absolutely... It's so weird because it was hard for me to picture that people like like this actually existed until I got this job. Like... yeah. They truly do not understand how you feel. Wow. Or how what they're doing makes you feel. At all. They do not get it. And they don't give you any sort of benefit of the doubt. Nothing like that. What they have assumed becomes their truth. So, like, they look at the time clock and they see that you've clocked in two or three minutes after eight. Mm -hmm. Which is when everyone's supposed to be there. And they immediately assume it's because you don't give a shit about your job. And it's like, mm, no, I can leave half an hour early to make this 15-minute drive, and I still get stuck behind three school buses and a dump truck. So, and I can't pass because there's people coming, and I'm not going to kill myself for 11.50 an hour. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. They automatically assume that, and it's like, okay, but doesn't my work speak for my, for itself? Yeah. Can't, don't, don't you see that I care about my job? None Don't of you that see matters. That I stayed late. Like none of that ma- doesn't. Yeah, I stay late. The amount of minutes that I was late 
mm-hmm. clocking in. I'll like if I don't get there till eight oh eight, which is what happened this morning because I got b- stuck behind not one but two of the slowest trucks on the face of the planet that decided that thirty was an acceptable speed limit in a fifty-five mile an hour road. Oh, naturally, it was great. It was really great. Um, so I stayed until four forty-eight. You know what I'm saying to make sure that I made up the time and that I was still working. Yeah. It, I and also don't like, take breaks yeah. hardly at all, except for my lunch break, because they deduct that whether you've clocked out or not. Um, it's great. It's really great. Um, <laughs> they also, because of that lack of empathy, like I said, they don't understand why them getting to come and go and do whatever the fuck they want sits bad with us. Yeah. I, or why I mean, the lack of raises is sitting bad with us. The fact that I make less than the starting sa- the starting rate at McDonald's in an office job where I'm expected to work my fucking ass off. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that people at McDonald's don't work their ass off. I know that they do, but you, yeah. it, but it's it's fast food versus an actual like a job like, that you've like gone to college job yeah Yeah, like i have a fucking degree for fuck for goodness sake you know like i mean i'm a valuable asset to a company that is making in the millions of dollars yeah like i have a specific set of skills that's making millions not that mcdonald's isn't making trillions you know what i'm saying but like i have a specific it's not it's it's not it's not that you know Mm -hmm. it's not set out this is what you do every day type of thing Mm -hmm. it's customer service problem solving tailored specifically to you know what i mean it's very specialized Mm -hmm. what i do and and you have to be able to make decisions on the fly yes i have to make decisions i have to solve problems on the phone with customers that are spending thousands of dollars per ticket yeah not order you know what i mean Mm -hmm. not it's it's high stakes is what i'm saying and they don't understand why that makes me dissatisfied with my job when I see them doing whatever the fuck they want and then they're expecting us to stay late every day and expecting us to give that big of a sh- as much of a shit as they do because they have freedoms that we don't. Yep. If you had some of the same freedoms If I was that making fucking had, six figures, then fuck yeah, I'd stay late all the time and I'd give way more of a shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean but they don't do that they don't get that yeah and well, interpersonal and they hostility also, yeah. they scream at us everything is immediately straight to anger they don't ask like hey why don't you tell me about and I, we'll get into more of this of course when we talk have our toxic work environment episode but mm-hmm. like you know like it, it's immediately a scream fest there's no like tell me about why you made this mistake tell me about this email this seems a little snarky for you and that seems out of character why don't you tell me what's going on always oh, making a joke this must have been a misunderstanding done mm-hmm. i won't do it again done end of conversation not a three-hour scream fest where you make me cry and then you tell me if i don't look you in the eye you'll fire me I hate the people you work for. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, <laughs> I hate all of them. Interpersonal like, offensiveness. They also bully us in front of everyone, which is really fun. Yep. Woo! Capitalism's great, y'all. <laughs> um, so likely due in part to this kind of overlap, a number of measures have recently been developed that attempt to measure all three dark triad traits simultaneously. Mm-hmm. 
so, um, which is cool. So there's a test called the Dirty Dozen, and there's a and something called the the Short Dark Triad, which is abbreviated to SD three. I don't know. I haven't didn't look into them. Don't it ask might be me. Fun to... Don't ask me what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so uh, that might give you a more accurate reading, though. Yeah. Yeah. So um. So at the because if you're just focusing on one, I mean, yeah, you. Can, I'm just gonna say this: you it was can have very deceit heavy. Yeah, I just read that, and it was very deceit and trust heavy. Yeah. So and it's just when you, and I, I kind of had a thought like when I was thinking about the scores that I had and like how much they changed, and also just like living in a society like the one that we do. Mm-hmm. That is very derogatory towards women. Yeah. That is very much against women. And, and homophobic. You ha- yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You have to. I'm like, I'm not like saying you have to like have an iron fist and be cold and like kill people, but. You have you to, have put to up hide that bar- who you, you are. Have, yeah, yeah. You have to put up that wall. And mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like I feel like I have to hide part of who I am. I lie by, by omission every day. Yeah. At work. Mm hmm. Because I'm terrified of the jokes and I'm terrified, which, and that's not to say that the people I work with, with are bad people at all. Yeah. They're lovely, lovely, lovely men mm-hmm. who I consider to be close friends. Yeah. And, but they also then sometimes talk about how their wife works with someone with HIV and she's afraid of catching it. And I'm like, well, don't fuck him. You'll be fine. Yeah. I'm sure that he's, and he's a, he happens to be a homosexual man who's in a happy and functional relationship. And I'm like, I think you're fine. Yeah. Like, you're not going to catch it by, you're not going to catch AIDS by sitting across the room from someone. Yeah, like, no. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, there's, I still live in very conservative Kentucky where mm-hmm. rebel flags are prevalent. So it's yeah. like, what? And like, <laughs> I mean, I honestly believe a lot of this is nurture. I, yeah. I think a lot of this is like, how you've been treated as you've grown up and like what you had to do to be able to survive. I think a lot of it is a A lot of it is nurture. We're saying not all of it, not all of it. Definitely not all all of it, but a lot of it is both. It's always both, but as particularly the people that I work for, Mm -hmm. it's a cycle that is being perpetuated. Mm -hmm. I see three generations of it every day. Yeah. The same patterns. And there's abuse there, and there's example that's being followed, Mm -hmm. and no one's breaking the cycle. The important thing... um, Except for maybe my direct supervisor a little bit. Yeah. Because he's he's my age and more of an open-minded individual than the rest of his family. Yeah. I will say that for him. He's a lovely... The loveliest of them, mm-hmm. which is still not perfect, and no one is. But, yeah. and I will say that even like we all have a little bit of oh, these yeah. traits in us. And oh yeah, absolutely. Sometimes you are more apt to certain ones. The thing is, you have to catch yourself doing them and make it a point to change the way that you're doing oh, that. Yes. It is self awareness is key. Yeah. Here. And that's why I think everyone should have to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. And it should be encouraged to be truthful to your therapy. Like all the yeah. parents who have to send their kids 
encourage your children to be truthful to the therapist mm-hmm. so that the therapist can then help the kid to develop and be self-aware so that you recognize traits yeah and you recognize problems in yourself and you recognize mm-hmm. the goodness in yourself as well yeah and are able to play to your strengths and it while also extending courtesy and i mean i know i sound like the author of utopia here but you know like also extending that the, the courtesies and that empathy towards other people around you because yeah. you can have these tendencies and still be a wonderfully functional person yeah. if you are self-aware and you recognize these and you have tools. Yeah. And like you, I- I'm going to like be honest here and like I'm not like I'm not trying to make this whole thing about myself. I'm just like using. <laughs> I mean like you kind of are. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just like I'm trying to. We know you love to talk about yourself. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a total narcissist. You are. Here. You're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um, but I just think a lot of it, um, a lot of this, like the perpetuated cycles, if you want your kids to be truthful, if you want to grow truthful people, if truthful you want your people. partner to be truthful with you, you cannot blow up every time you cannot you cannot be hateful you cannot be abusive you have like if you You have to model that conflict resolution Mm -hmm. is what you have to do and we're all human we're all gonna fuck up everyone will but like you have to see that you're making that you're doing that and you have to turn it and be like okay how can i handle this differently next time so that they're willing to talk to me so that they can't set up a work environment where you have to your 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 employees have to lie to you in order to live their lives. Yeah. Like when you come to when someone comes to you and says, "Hey, I need next Friday off." And then you say, "Oh, you don't have any more personal time left." And then they say, "Okay, so do I fill out a form? Like you don't have to pay me. I just need to not be here." Yeah. So I can be at my daughter's thing. Mhm. <laughs> <laughs> And then you come upstairs and you tell your coworkers and they're like, well, I guess you'll, I mean, you should have just called in, I guess. Yeah. Wow. You know, like, it's just, okay, great. So set up a system where we have to lie to you so we can just completely distrust each other even more. Mm Mm-hmm. Real life, y'all. Yeah. It's just, I mean... Especially when yeah. I was told that even if I call in and get a doctor's note, I still lose personal time. Even though it's excused because I have a doctor's note and you don't give me sick leave. Wow. Naturally. Pretty sure that's illegal too. But anyway, so <laughs> not that the person who's head of HR has any idea what she's doing. <sighs> okay, so... <laughs> Oh, Lord. Um, Okay, so um, let me talk a little bit more about the testing, and then I'm Mm going to go a little bit into a little, like, slightly more detail about each of the different things, and then I'm going to be done. So, Mm -hmm. okay. So at the root, however, most of these measures are are questionnaire style and require either self-response or observer response. Yeah. So that's what makes it a little bit difficult to trust the results and that's what's really hard about social science is that, mm-hmm. and that, I think that's why they always do the agree, disagree, slightly scale, disagree, yeah, um, mm-hmm. because and they just put statements 
because that doesn't require someone to say, I manipulate others around me. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, 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 it's statements that are specifically measured and tailored to a particular point of view, uh, which is probably the most accurate way to do it, I think, even yeah. though it's super annoying. Because uh, I'm like, I mean, like, sometimes, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. look at it. I'm just like, I overthink it all the time. But uh, so both both methods can prove um, prove pl- problematic when attempting to measure any socially averse, aversive trait as self-responsers may be motivated to deceive, which is, of course, because mm-hmm. you want to give the answer that uh, that you think they want to hear. Yeah. So that's the thing where you have to set it up and say you have to answer honestly even if you don't like the answer. Yeah. Like that one personality test that you take and then it feels like you they're peering into your soul. Yeah. And you're at the end of it and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> this is me to an absolute T. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't remember which one that was, but uh, my friend Nicole sent it to me. I'll have to dig it up sometime so we can it's take it and the, compare results. The IFVF. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an INFP. Whatever. I don't remember what T. mine is. My INFP dash T. I had a J in there because I'm judgy. I, <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember what it was, but I read it and I was like, oh, fuck. Whatever it is, like, my personality makes up 4% of the entire globe of Yeah, mine was really, yeah, like, was, like, low, super too. super rare and low. Yeah. Uh, look at us. We found each other. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> um, uh, so um, a more specific con- confound might also exist for dark triad traits and Machiavellianism in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, individuals who are skilled at deceiving and manipulating others should be perceived as low in deceptiveness and manipulation by others. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So if they're good at it, other people aren't going to notice yeah. that they're manipulating mm-hmm. and deceiving Yeah. because they're that good at it. Mm-hmm. This is making my eyebrow twitch. <laughs> Do you see it? Yes, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm too smart, though. Yeah. I always fucking see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Always. I get a twinge in my gut and I'm like, <laughs> this doesn't feel right. <laughs> You're making too much eye contact with me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or it's like. Your laughter and jokingness feels aggressive. Yeah, like that guy that came in <laughs> that one night and was like, well, if you're over 18, it's legal. Uh, <laughs> no, it's more like when they make a joke and then laugh really loud in your face at their own joke. Mm-hmm. You know? Just being obnoxious. Yeah. yeah. Generally, oh, I'm just being funny, you guys. It's like, no. Uh, okay, well, if you have to qualify it with I'm just being funny... That means you're not funny. You're not reading the room correctly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, uh, or there's a really good episode of Mindhunter where a guy is crying. Like he his fiance is dead and he's he's crying so much. And they're just like, but you can tell that it feels off. Oh. And they're like. Oh, that you know what I'm saying? Because he's guilty, of course. Sorry, spoiler alert. It's been out for two fucking years, but you know, it's. I mean, the husband fucking did it. You know what I mean? And so, um, it. They were like they they go back to their psychologist uh, partner, and 
they're talking it through and they're like it just felt weird and they were like what did she was like what did what felt weird about it and stuff and they were like it felt aggressive yeah he was like aggressively too upset like he was trying to get them to feel bad for him Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah just and it's a lot you watch it and you're just like dude yeah get your shit together you're talking you, to the FBI. You think for a minute it's just bad acting, and then you realize it's too it's, good of acting. It's too <laughs> bad of acting. Like, well, yeah. you're like, okay, well, everyone grieves differently, but then you're like, yeah, no one grieves like that, though. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. especially not a dude in the seventies. Yeah, no. You know, I mean, it just—I mean, it's like, <laughs> and you're oh. there, like. All right, dude. I'm just like I get it. It's sad. Yeah. You also did it in your tub, so <laughs> you know, like yeah. <laughs> you also dismembered her in your tub, so <laughs> he's just like ah, <laughs> and they're like no, <laughs> but <laughs> but you did it. You know, yeah, yeah. So people who are good at it, no one notices. Some of us notice, but most people don't notice. Yeah. Those who are not skilled, of course, but think they're good is a whole other class. Those are the people that represent themselves in court and all that shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Red flag. (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's... So let's talk about what Machiavellianism really means in this context. Yeah. So this is, of course, named after... Machiavelli. Mm-hmm. Um, so people who score high on this trait are generally cynical. Um, in an amoral self-interest sense. Mm-hmm. Um, not in a doubtful or skeptical sense, which is a different type of cynical than we're, I think we're used to defining. Meaning like... Okay. In a selfish way. Yeah. Not in an I've been burned before type of way. It's like, well... Cynical in a... Well, no matter if and if I pay you more, you're not you're still going to fuck up. So Okay, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm just still going to pay you nothing. And then you scream in your face and throw things at you when you mess up. People have had things thrown at them? My sister-in-law had a heat gun thrown at her. No, she didn't. Yeah, it's part of why she quit. Oh, yeah. I didn't know she quit. Screamed in her face threw a heat gun at her my father-in-law almost went down there which he should have they should yes, be sued they both should have gone down there it would have been the fight of the century yeah and i would have paid fucking money to watch my father-in-law punch that man in the face <laughs> um they can get sued for shit like that and they I should know. have been but that's the thing and that's what we were talking about it this weekend and mm-hmm. my my uh brother-in-law was like you can sue the shit out of them. And I was like, with what money, Keith? Yeah. They don't pay me anything. Mm-hmm. They have more money than sense. They'll continue to appeal and bury us in legal fees. Yeah. There's no fucking point. Yep. No point. Everyone, once they quit, needs to file a report with the Better Business Bureau. I know. That's my and, plan. But I'll bleep she, it. I'll bleep it. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she needs to file a report with the Better Business Bureau because that will be looked into. That's why she's got a factory job now because she didn't feel safe at work anymore. That's horrible. 
I mean, I know that she yeah. can be a shitty it's, person, but that is, no, no one, one deserves, deserves that. that. No one. No. I don't care how weird you are or yeah. whatever. And that's the problem is that she was good at her job. Yeah. She gave a shit. She mm-hmm. was doing quality checks and things like that. There are that so many me more people. Yeah, she was were, doing so much better. She was doing really well. And there were there are people in her position now that they just won't fire that are shit at their jobs. And they're, we're now sending out boxes of shirts to customers with like an open ink bo- pen in the, in the box. And then there's ink all over the shirts. Or they've dragged the shirts along the floor and just boxed them up with dust all over the cuffs of the shirts. And yeah, it's great. It's really great. Makes me really confident to go after big clients. Yeah. When that behavior happens. Yeah, I bet. Because no one's salary is consistent with inflation even where I work. <laughs> it's great. You need okay. to get out of there. I know. Uh, convince my husband to let me stay home because there's no better alternative. Yeah. Though, there is a place that boards dogs out here mm-hmm. that I might I might try for, but I will, on- I will not work nights or weekends. So. Yeah. That's the step up that this job is, <laughs> is no nights, weekends, or holidays. So mm-hmm. when you work at a boarding place, that's nights, weekends, and holidays, you know? Yeah. So. But there's puppies, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there's puppies. But there's puppies everywhere. <laughs> um, okay, so um, so uh, da, 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 da. so people who score high on this trait are cynical, unprincipled, cold, believe in interpersonal manipulation as the key for life success and behave accordingly meaning lie 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 I, I mean i don't lie to get ahead the, i no, lie to be but, safe but it's yeah no, <laughs> like there's a yeah. difference and or pull the strings pull the strings meaning yeah. like be I'll, a puppeteer I, I don't like this person i'm going to try to get them to quit so i'm mm. going to monitor their time clock obsessively and text them every time they're a minute late and then i'm gonna pull their art sheets off of all their confirmations so they have to do their work twice who is that happening to yeah that's what's happening to who oh people who are my friends that i work for that i work with not work for sorry work with general like these two people are both on the same like plane as me yeah i will call the Better Business Bureau, if this is not free, I want it to be free. <laughs> you know what? Fuck you. I quit. Fuck you. I quit. <laughs> There's such a good video for that that's from. I've got to show it to you. It's so good. Oh, but I just, Lord. Seriously, though, the fucking Better Business Bureau needs to know. But this is like Wolf of Wall Street mentality, too, though, of mm-hmm. like, do whatever you have to to get ahead lie to whoever you have to get their money cash that check buy that big ass mansion buy a limo buy seven goats that then get killed by wolves because you're never home yeah shit like that it's real um, yep uh, murder your neighbor's dog because it keeps getting in your trash oh my god uh, did i tell you about my friend throwing his coffee on this guy that was a total dick to him no oh my god so there no one this... deserves to have hot coffee thrown on them either. By the way, <laughs> like, I mean, better not than the a brick. Ki- I mean, not the kind that's like gonna give you like disfigurements. <laughs> well, yeah, or no, like that, like the poor woman from McDonald's who was made a mockery of. So <laughs> just, just warm coffee, very warm coffee, enough for it to to hurt for a second. Yeah, to sting for a second. <laughs> but like my, 
<laughs> my friend, um, he was he was learning how to drive. His mother was in the car with him, and he, like, the light turned green, and this guy like had started to go and then like stopped. And my friend, being the person he is, got out of the car and went up to this guy's window, and he was like hey, like, is everything okay? Like, what's going on? And the guy looked at him. He said, he said something along the lines of, um, back off, bitch, or whatever. <gasps> um, and my, my friend had his coffee with him. And he said, bitch, uh, bitch, uh, Threw it on him. It got all over this guy, all over the passenger seat, and he went and put his happy butt back in his car. Yep. And like, was just walked my happy <laughs> ass back to my car. Yeah, yeah. it Good was. God. It was wonderful. His okay, mom was so, like, "We're gonna get shot." Oh uh, yeah, that's always what I feel like is gonna happen to me when I pass someone. Yeah. Am I crazy? No. Literally every time I pass someone, especially if it's like a two-lane highway and we come to a passing zone and I go to go around them, I always envision myself getting shot yep. by the person that's going 25 miles per hour in a 55. That's part of why I won't like flip anyone off. Oh, I never flip anyone off like, in the car. Yeah. Ever. My, I honk sometimes, mm-hmm. but I never flip anyone off when I'm driving. My mom flipped someone off one time in the McDonald's drive through in the McDonald's drive-thru? Who'd she flip off? A customer or an employee? A customer. Okay, I was going to say, don't flip off the employees. They will spit in your food. No, like it was this, I was learning how to drive and this customer was being an asshole. Oh, jeez. And she flipped them off. And then the worst hailstorm that we had had since 1997 immediately started. The Lord <laughs> saw. Yeah, and I was like... <laughs> You can't God do that anymore. You. you have too much power. <laughs> you have too much power. The power of your middle finger. Okay, so let me get this finished and then we'll be done. And we can take a break because okay. my drink is empty. So um, so narcissism. Mm-hmm. I just want to touch on this one again. Um, I know we did a whole episode on it, but just to touch on what that means again. So individuals who score high in narcissism display grandiosity, entitlement, dominance, and superiority. Yeah. And Hi! That's usually the hardest one to be self-aware about it definitely is the hardest one to be self-aware about um so narcissism has been found to correlate positively with extroversion so people who are extroverts and openness and negativity with agreeableness uh narcissism has also been found to have a significant correlation with psychopathy yeah um generally all the time yeah i mean we're we're all a little bit selfish but this is like only I matter. Next fucking level. Yeah. This yeah. is only I matter. All of these plebes around me are just here to do my bidding. Plebes. Yeah. <laughs> these sheeple. Uh, peasant. <laughs> you may touch my boot. Mm-hmm. Peasant. Um, <laughs> all right. So then we'll do a touch on psychopathy. Uh, so psychopathy is considered the most malevolent of the dark triad. <laughs> we Ooh. need... Halloween costumes. We need to dress up as the Dark Triad next yes. year. <laughs> yeah, someone needs to be narcissism. Someone needs to be psychopathy, and someone needs to be Machiavelli with a giant mustache. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, 
So uh, I'll wear the mustache. Um, <laughs> individuals who score high on psychopathy show low levels of empathy combined with high levels of impulsivity and thrill-seeking. Ugh. Yeah. I don't want to get off my couch. <laughs> Me neither. I mean, like, <laughs> I'll ride a roller coaster sometimes, but, like, I'm not jumping out of a fucking plane. I got to tell you about the time I rode a roller coaster with Mike. <laughs> it was so funny. It was fun. We were at Holiday World, and um, he and I wanted I to go. that was interesting. He and I wanted to go on this roller coaster, and, like, Keto wasn't down for it. Her brother wasn't down for it, so we went. And I'm sure Keita was like, no, I'm going to sit on this bench. Yeah, Keita was like, <laughs> that looks stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but we were I just love like, her. <laughs> yeah. we were just like, let's do it. And we got in and the second we went, Matt, Mike starts screaming, bad idea. Bad idea. <laughs> I love him. Yeah, it was great. Oh Hi, Mike. God. He kills me. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> Bad idea! Bad idea! Where's my wife? <laughs> She's the light of my life! Why would I leave her without me? <laughs> He's adorable. He okay, is. so, um... God, I love all of the wedding pictures that I've seen so far. Yes, okay, they're gorgeous. Uh, the similarity... Okay, so, um... <laughs> so, the similarity between psychopathy and antisocial personality disorder, which we will do an entire episode on... Yes, because that is interesting. So fascinating. Mm -hmm. Has been noted by some researchers. Um, the DSM-5, I don't know what that means. That is, um... The is that book that psychologists use, psychologists and therapists use to diagnose people. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh, that's the most recent edition. Gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that classifies psychopathy as being the high end of the antisocial personality disorder spectrum. So high functioning? Yeah. Or bad? As high end as in like really, really bad. I don't know. Hi, I would say high functioning, but I don't remember for sure. It's been a while since I've taken classes on that. Um, approximately 30% of those with ASPD are also classified as psychopaths. Psychopathy has been found to correlate with all of the big five personality factor factors, which is extroversion, agreeableness, um, conscientiousness, and neur neuroticism and openness. Yeah. So it's like... So I just want to clarify that openness doesn't mean that you're being transparent. Openness means acting like you're being transparent, but actually hiding everything. Yeah. So you dominate the conversation by talking about, let's say, how many properties you've decided to purchase and renovate in order to rent when no one asked. Yeah. But if I were to ask you about your marriage, you would clam up and be weird. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. it, 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 it's openness about a very specific topic that's very like, oh, I'm telling you everything and I'm an open book. But really, you're not. And you're yeah. keeping people at arm's length. Yeah. Makes that makes sense. sense. Yeah. You're constantly making sex jokes about your wife in front of everyone. But really, your marriage is not great. And you 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 see what i'm saying yeah. like and it's uncomfortable for everyone around you because <laughs> yeah. you are not able to read a fucking room that kind of thing <laughs> you know so it it's it's a degree of openness but it's not the openness that we all kind of who are normal regular you, you know yeah. like what what regular like you know when to shut up yeah like it, yeah. it, and it's it's sharing when it's relevant and being truthful and 
yeah opening yourself up to someone and being vulnerable is what mm-hmm. i would think openness means but that's not what that means in this context is yeah. what i wanted to say agreeableness means you're you quote unquote get along with everybody but it not in a genuine way yeah that you see what i'm saying and ex- there's nothing wrong with being an extrovert there's nothing wrong with being agreeable there's nothing wrong with any of this stuff but altogether, it can correlate to someone who's very manipulative, mm-hmm. very much wants t- to use people to their advantage. Yeah. And that's not always great. No. You, so. you really just have to, like, watch out for this type of stuff in people. And if the people that are in your life are not willing to work on this thing, be, um, we've all got things that we have to work on. If they are not willing to work on this thing, mm-hmm. then unfortunately it's time to cut that tie. Yeah. Because you cannot let it consume you. Since I have begun working at the place where I work, which is full of all of this mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, from management, um, I, with the slight exception of my own direct supervisor, um, and I'll say slight because he does still hit some of these He's just not nearly as much of a dick. Um, (laughs) And he's a lot more open to changing things. And he really wants... I I truly believe that he wants everyone to feel like they're valued. Mm -hmm. It's just that he's forced... To be this way. To be this way. Yeah. Um, I I feel that in him. Mm -hmm. Just in my gut. I I get the vibe that he wants to be better. And he wants to make things better. And he can't because of who's in charge mm-hmm. um mainly the person who used to beat him with a wooden coat hanger <gasps> but um yeah that was a story that was just brought up like it was funny and i was like that sounds like child abuse buddy um okay you know <laughs> like just when your childhood traumas uh, come out and you like, think they're funny and everyone looks at you like you might have a problem yeah like um <laughs> That does not sound I, correct. Truly, like, he told that story, and I was just like, uh, I think you need actual therapy. hmm <laughs> Oh, my God. But anyway, sorry. So, since I have started working for these people, I have developed TMJ, which is lockjaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have developed acid reflux mm-hmm. and a very persistent eye twitch. <laughs> very persistent I very think. persistent it's incredibly annoying and i have begun to eat my feelings so in addition to sitting for a living i now can't stop fucking eating and i'm so exhausted from dealing with all of their weirdness that i can't get up the energy to exercise at the end of the day so this is what you do to your employees <laughs> When you have this mm. as your environment and you're completely unaware because you're so high on Adderall that you can't see straight. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's it's a real thing and it's a real problem, especially in capitalism and especially in our politics. And we all, the only way that it changes is if we're all aware and if we all stand up to it. Yeah. Because that's the thing. I can't afford to sue them on my own. Mm-mm. The only way change is made is if we all link arms together. If we all collectively say, okay, you've got to shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Union. Unionize. <laughs> Unionize. <laughs> Unionize. Michael. 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 
<laughs> okay, are you ready for a break? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's take a break. Continue this, okay. please, and get it done. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we have to do things tomorrow. <laughs> so for my segment, um, I I'm kind of sad that I already talked about um, Ted Bundy, but he was pretty perfect for um, narcissism. Yes. So I thought, who? Well, actually, we're gonna take it back to 1972. Okay. Okay. So, 1972, according to thepeoplehistory.com, my favorite. Yes. This year is marked as a black year in history due to the use of terrorism entering sport with the massacre of 11 Israel athletes by Arab gunmen. Also, this is the beginning of the biggest political scandal in modern times and the start of the Watergate scandal. Oh! Yes! Mm -hmm. On the other side of the Atlantic, a worsening of the problems between the IRA and the British government see wrongs from both sides and innocent lives are lost. So, a little bit about the stuff that happened in 1972. HBO was launched in the United States as the first subscription cable service. Really? Yeah. Hey, HBO. What was on HBO in 1972? I don't know. Harry porn? (laughs) Probably. I don't know. (laughs) Well, because, like, you get HBO now and you can go and watch, like, everything that's ever been on HBO. I just wonder what What actually started, yeah. (laughs) I'm sure it wasn't Game of Thrones level fucking your cousin stuff. No. It could not have been. (laughs) No. Um, I'm so curious. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's something we'll have to look up later. We'll have to look that up, yeah. Yeah. Uh, We'll go down that rabbit hole tomorrow in the car. What was on HBO in 1972? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Richard Nixon orders the start for the Richard s- Nixon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> orders the start for the space shuttle program. I'm sure he did. He did. <laughs> uh, Apollo 16 lands on the moon where the lunar rover is tested by astronauts John W. Young and Charles M. Duke. Okay. Um, Apollo 17 lands on the moon and the last men to walk on the moon are Harrison Smith and Eugene Cernan. Digital watches are introduced. Um, the are they first filled with radium? <coughs> Probably. Because <laughs> they didn't fucking know any better and people's hands fell off. You know that they put radium in like people in water and stuff like that too, right? Because they thought it was a cure-all. And then people died. I have a feeling that that's how CBD will end up being, but probably not because it's a plant and not yeah. like a weird radioactive glow-in-the-dark thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to think about that because I took some on my way here. I took some earlier today too because I was I I was I overdosed on caffeine and I was too tired and I was oh. just like jittery and like weirdly hazed, <laughs> oh. which is why I've been running into things and spilling things on myself all day because I'm just like <laughs> you're just, just tired. Like, <laughs> um. Just a few more things. The first scientific handheld calculator was introduced. It was priced at $395. Like that calculator we all had to buy in high school? The, like T-I- T-90... I have a T-I-84 plus. Yeah, T-I-80- T-I-84. Yeah, I still use it, actually, though. So that I graphing keep it, calculator yeah. or whatever that was like $200. Yeah. Yeah. I got it my sophomore year of high school, and I still use it. It was a great calculator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can type I'm... full, like, novels on that thing. Yeah, it's <laughs> wonderful. Um, the Volkswagen Beetle becomes the most popular car ever, sold yes. in excess of... Uh, 
15 million. My friend has had a Volkswagen Beetle and then the doors fell off of it. That happened to my friend too. Yes. Uh, yeah. I've never heard of that happening to anything else except for a Volkswagen Beetle. Me like neither. literally she got up to go to work one day and the door came off in her hand. <laughs> my friend went was going to school. Yes. Same. <laughs> And she was, like, taking other people to school. Oh, no! Yeah. Yeah. Or they. They now. Um, and then she decided to... They, they had a child, and then they were like, okay, we should replace your car. <laughs> yeah. You've had the same hot car since high school. <laughs> wow. You deserve an SUV now that you're a mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, also, Atari kicks off the first generation of video games yes! with the release of Pong. The first game Pong! to achieve commercial success. Yes! Yeah. Love it. Um, That's the one with the sticks in the ball, right? I'm you not don't know. sure. <laughs> you don't know. It's You're 23. <laughs> <laughs> not even. Um, Bloody Friday and Bloody Sunday in Northern Ireland happened. Oh, fuck. Um, Bloody I'm Friday. I'm sure that has to do with some kind of religious massacre. Yeah. Yes. It's Ireland. Yeah. Bloody it Friday. Was Catholics killing Protestants or vice versa, I'm guessing. Yeah. And yes. that is still happening. It's still really bad over there. Yeah. yeah. Bloody Friday, 22 bombs explode in Belfast, Ireland, and nine people are killed with a further 130 seriously injured. Mm-hmm. Bloody Sunday, 14 unarmed Catholic protesters are gunned down by the British Army on Bloody Sunday. It's still really tense over there. It's in, yeah. it's in England as well, but not as bad as Ireland. Yeah, no. It's... it's the the tension over there is really bad and they they really need to fix it fix it yeah, yeah. and everybody needs to slow their roll <laughs> a little bit <laughs> but to bring it back up for just but it's a second hard. i mean like i get that like it's yeah. hard when your cousin was killed or you know what i mean like it's uh, yeah. it's hard when it's that close to you to to yeah. see so i understand but and, and every, like we're not in that situation yeah, exactly like, they yeah. they're, they're really just gonna have to hold hands sing kumbaya and say okay i forgive you before it's gonna happen and that's gonna be really hard to do so yeah, especially for irish people and yeah i'm married yeah. to one yeah i get it <laughs> i'll hold all my feelings in here and then i'll die yes <laughs> i'll hold it all in here i'll put a wet wool sweater on top of it drink a lot of whiskey and then i'll die <laughs> <laughs> and one day i'll die <laughs> Um, but to bring it back up for just a second before we go into this extremely dark topic. What movies came um, out? Are you going to tell me? I, I can. Um, but the Equal Rights Amendment, which provided for the yes! legal equality of the sexes passed by the U.S. Senate. Except that it wasn't really equal. Nope. Because we still make 70 cents to a man's dollar. But it, ain't the, it ain't the same. It's not the same. But we can pretend. We can try. Um, yeah. I know the Godfather. We can lie to each other. I know know that The Godfather came out this year. Um, Oh, that's a big one. Yeah. I've never seen it, but it's a big one. I haven't either. I know the quote from it, and I saw the quote repeated in Zootopia. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's been so long since I watched it. I just have no interest in mob crime at all. Um, the other films I haven't really heard of. What are they? Uh, The Poseidon Adventure, What's Up Doc, Deliverance, Jeremiah Johnson. Deliverance? I know of that one. I, I think I've heard of that one, but I've only, I've like, heard of it, a remake. I've not seen it, but I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah. Cabaret. Cabaret! Uh-huh. That's a musical! Oh, yeah. That sounds like a musical. Uh, The Getaway and Plink Flamingos. 
Um, I don't know those. Pink flamingos. Mm-hmm. I wonder what that's about. Uh, popular musicians and songs were ABBA. ABBA! <laughs> Roxy Mama Mia. Music. Yep. Here I go again. <laughs> my, my. Sorry. It, you're okay. Dancing uh, queen. Sorry. <laughs> Young and sweet. Only, only 17. 17. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Eagles were popular. <gasps> <Yes>! John. <laughs> my men. My men were Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, my men were the Eagles. <laughs> um, we've also got John take Lennon and Paul easy. Simon. <laughs> take it easy. <laughs> uh, Michael Jackson with Ben. I mean, don't let the sound of your own road drive you crazy. <laughs> Come on, baby. <laughs> don't say maybe. Aww. I got to know if your sweet soul is going to save me. Oh, <laughs> sweet love. Sorry, <laughs> you're good. Uh, Don McLean with American Pie. Um, Elton John was real popular. David bye, Bowie and Led bye, Zeppelin. Miss American Pie. Pie. Drove my Chevy to, to the, the levee, levee, but the levee was dry. Think good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye, saying this will be the day that I die. It's like an eight-minute song. It's amazing, and I know every single word, <laughs> just so everyone knows. Yeah. This will be the day that I die. <laughs> and Michael and... Did you write the book of love? And <laughs> do you have faith in God above? Okay. Michael and Dwight sing it after Michael's love dies. Except they don't know any of the words. Yeah, and no. it's really funny. <laughs> um, there are some popular TV programs, which were Monty Python's Flying Circus. Yes, Queen! <laughs> Sesame Street. The Brady of Bunch. Yes. Hawaii The Brady Five-0. Bunch was the first show. The first sitcom? Mm-hmm. I it's don't a know. Sitcom. It, it, it is okay, it is a sitcom. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was considered that or not. I can't remember how long the episodes were, but it was the first sitcom to feature a husband and wife that slept in the same bed. Oh wow. Yeah, because Lucy Ground and Ground fucking break didn't. Yeah. Ground yeah. f- groundbreaking. Wow. They slept in the same bed. They were not in twin beds. That's crazy. Yes. Huge. Real life imitated in art. <laughs> Huge. There's a Lana Del Rey song that you just reminded me of that I'll have to show you later. Mm. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow and Ben Affleck were also born this year. Oh, shit. Yep. The person who invented the... $50 stickers that do nothing was born. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So when I was thinking about this topic and who I wanted to talk about and who I thought best embodied the dark it, triad. Yeah. Who better? Oh my God. I'm so excited than right to now. discuss. Oh my God. Tell me everything. Then John Wayne Gacy. Yes! Oh my god, he's the worst! He's the worst. Yes, he is. But he also was so, like... So political. And so, like... Masked. Yep. So everything. That fucking clown. Jesus Christ. And I have pictures. Oh my god, I fucking hate him. I don't want to see his pictures. I've seen his pictures. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I have pictures for listeners. Fuck you, Pogo the Clown. Okay, (laughs) tell me everything. Let's go. So, um... Shut up and look at Instagram. (laughs) 
But um, bef- I don't want to interrupt you. Okay. Before I get too into this, I didn't really go into the murders because that's not what I wanted to that's focus on. Point. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I will. I do have a list of his known victims um, that I'll kind of go through. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to focus on his childhood, his upbringing, how that affected him and how he this was able to is get along. the birth of the term toxic masculinity. Yeah. Right here. Yes. John Wayne Gacy's dad. Yes. <laughs> the, the birther of this horrific serial killer. Yes. This is what we mean when we use that term. Exactly. Yes. And um, I wanted to... Not just to, masculinity in general, because there is nothing inherently wrong with masculinity. No. Like, but there's a problem with that. this toxic But level. toxic masculinity, meaning yeah. like, oh, you're a man and you like to cook? Well, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Yep. Exactly. I'm going to get drunk out of my ass and then beat the living shit out of you. Mm-hmm. So... So that you're good and closeted. Sorry. I'm oh, you're spoiling good. everything. So, let's just dive right in, shall we? I love it. All right, so, John Wayne Gacy. All, also, all of this is from Wikipedia. We love you, Wikipedia. You know who he was named after, right? Who? John Wayne. His mom was a fan. Oh, my God. Um, gee, Jesus Christ. Fun fact! <laughs> <laughs> um, John so, Wayne had nothing to do with this story, but his mom was a fan, and she named her son after him. Wow. Uh, that reminds me, did you know that Beyonce's child, Blue Ivy, like, her name is copyrighted and no one can use that name for their child? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's smart. Yep. Uh, so, March, he was born on March 17th and he died on May, or March 17th, 1942, I'm drunk, Mm -hmm. um, and he died on May 10th, 1994. He does not exist anymore, thank God. Um, he was an American serial killer who raped, tortured, and murdered at least 33 teenage boys and young men between 1972 and 1978 in Cook County, Illinois. Um, all of Gacy's known murders were committed inside his Norwood Park Ranch House. His victims were typically induced to his address by force or deception, and all except one of his victims were murdered by either asphyxiation or strangulation with a makeshift, um, garret, garrotting, garrot. I'm yeah. Garrotting is when it's really bad. Um, um, garrotting is an old form of warfare. Well, not warfare, but they used it as warriors when. Britain was being taken over by the Romans. Um, You use a, like, string or a rope, and it's it's a form of strangulation, but garroting usually means that it's something very thin that then cuts into your neck. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Mm. So you're strangled and your throat is cut, kind of. God damn it. This guy's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's the fucking worst. Yep. Also, garroting is kind of awesome on the battlefield. <laughs> I saw it in King Arthur. It's fucked, but... Yeah, it's real fucked. But it, um. uh, this was also in a time when women could be warriors as well, so it was kind of awesome. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, fast. 
<laughs> uh, so he would do that with the makeshift one as his first victim was stabbed to death. Gacy buried 26 of his victims in the crawl space of his home. Three other victims were buried elsewhere on his property while the bodies of his last four known victims were discarded in the Des Plaines River. Uh, convicted of 33 murders, Gacy was sentenced to death on March 13, 1980 for 12 of them. By the way, he got a life sentence for each one. He got 12 life sentences for this. Um, I'm going to pretend to not look so that you can get a good picture. <laughs> um, he's I'm trying. Been- it won't. He spent 14 years on death row before he was executed by lethal injection he at also, Stateville. like, I think he, like, painted a lot of pictures and shit. He did, but I didn't want to get too into that because I don't care. Because he doesn't deserve to oh, have notoriety. for sure. For sure. <laughs> no, I'm um, with you. Yeah. There. Definitely. Um... He was executed by lethal injection at Stateville Correctional Center. Um, Gacy became known as the Killer Clown because of his charitable services at fundraising events, parades. like... (laughs) Yep. And children's parties where he would dress as Pogo the Clown or Patches the Clown, characters that he had created. Patches the Clown. That's the worst. It is. Both of those are the worst fucking names. At least M from And That's What We Drink had, like, funny, like, punny names. Like, yeah. Patio Furniture. And, like, yeah. I, I Sassy. And, like, those are cute. Like, those I, are both terrifying. I had a dream about a guinea pig that was, like, all these different colors. And, like, I named him Patches. And like this ruins that this name ruins for me. The name patches. But I also Except love the name patches. Except for the Dalmatian patch. Name him Patch. But like patches. 101 Dalmatian. I wish we could walk in the snow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my tail. I'm tired and I'm hungry. Oh. And my nose is froze. Oh, and my ta- my toes are froze. And my tail is froze. <laughs> That's such an intensely adorable movie. Everyone should go watch 101 Dalmatians. No. No, because then so I will much. have more puppy fever. Oh, it's so <laughs> cute. It's so intensely cute. I know. Oh, I can't wait for Emma Stone to play Cruella. That's happening. Did you know that? No. They're doing a Cruella movie like Maleficent, and Emma Stone is playing her. Amazing. And I'm so excited. I'm excited for Zombieland Double Tap yep, with her. Yeah, me too. We need to go see yeah. that, but you and don't ab- like zombies. Huh? So I didn't think that was an option for you. I I love those movies. And Avan Jogia is in this new one, and I love him. I've followed him since he was I in Victorious. I didn't think this was an option for us, Kay. I feel deceived. You said you don't like zombies. I, I don't normally, but I love Zombie Jesse Eisenberg. Zombieland is amazing. Yeah, it is. It, it fucking is. It's the best. I'm so excited then. Luke yeah. Wilson's in this too. I know. <laughs> I know And it. Woody Harrelson, who is the best of anyone ever. My fucking Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> I want my caddy back. <laughs> He's amazing. I just love that his goal was to find Twinkies. To find a Twinkie. Like, it was just, yeah. Snowballs. <laughs> I hate coconut. <laughs> the texture, not the taste. The, <laughs> the good thing about um, Seth is that he loves coconut, too. So I hate coconut. 
I love it. All right, let's talk <laughs> about this awful fucking person. Yeah, yeah, because I have like nine pages of notes. Yeah. Oh my um, God. <laughs> fuck. I what? won't. I won't go like through all of them. Okay, because. Okay. John Wayne Gacy was born in Chicago, Illinois on March (laughs) on March seventeenth, nineteen forty two, the second child and only son of three children born to John Stanley Gacy, an auto repair machinist and World War One veteran, and his wife Marion Elaine Robinson, a homemaker. Um that's all they have to say about her. Uh Gacy was of Polish and Danish. yeah. Yeah. Gacy was of Polish and Danish ancestry. His paternal grandparents, who spelled the family name as Gatsa or Gaka, had immigrated to the United States from Poland, then part of Germany. Um, as a child, Gacy was overweight and not athletic. He was close to his two sisters and mother, but endured a difficult relationship with his father, an alcoholic who was physically abusive to his wife and children. Throughout his childhood, Gacy strove to make his stern father proud of him, but seldom received his approval. This friction was constant throughout his childhood and adolescence. One of Gacy's earliest childhood memories was of his father beating him with a leather belt at the age of four for accidentally disarranging car engine components that his father had assembled. How dare you! He's the worst child, obviously. This man is the worst. Yep. On another occasion, his father struck him across the head with a broomstick, rendering him unconscious. How hard do you have to hit someone with a broom? I know, right? Yeah. His father regularly belittled him and often compared him unfavorably with his sisters, disdainfully accusing him of being dumb and stupid. Gacy, while regularly commenting that he was never good enough in his father's eyes, always vehemently denied ever hating his father in interviews after his arrest. Because he was in such denial. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy how deep those bonds go. Oh, yeah. Speaking from experience, like, there was so much that my therapist encouraged me and my parents to get beyond and get past, and unfortunately... My mom, the bond there and the need to satisfy and the need for your parents to be proud of you is very deep. Yeah. And it runs in all of us, no matter what our personality type is. Exactly. I mean, no matter if you haven't talked to your parents in years, it still runs deep. Mm -hmm. Um, When he was six years old, Gacy stole a toy truck from a neighborhood store. His mother made him walk back to the store, return the toy, and apologize to the owners. His mother informed his father, who beat Gacy with a belt as punishment. After this incident, Gacy's mother attempted to shield her son from his father's verbal and physical abuse. Yet this only succeeded in Gacy earning accusations that he was a sissy and a mama's boy who had probably grow up queer. Wow, that's fucking rude. Yep. Especially in the 70s when that was super derogatory. Well, this was still in the 1940s. 40s. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Because he, he was born in 42 I and he was we like a little 70s. boy. I'm sorry. Uh, we will be in the 70s. Okay. We're starting in the 40s right now. Uh, in 1949, Gacy's father was informed that his son and another boy had been caught sexually fondling a young oh, girl. Oh, no. Yeah. He was seven. He was seven years old at this point. This is when this we runs have a deep. crossover with our repression episode, too. Yep. Gacy's father whipped him with a razor strop as punishment. The same year, Gacy himself was molested by a family friend, a contractor who would take Fuck. Gacy for rides in his truck, then fondle him. 
Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Gacy Do ne- better, yeah. world. Gacy never told his father about these incidents, because afraid I'm that his sure. father would blame him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Because of a heart condition, Gacy was ordered to avoid all sports at school. An average student with few friends, he was an occasional target for bullying by neighborhood children and classmates. He was known to assist the school truancy officer and volunteer to run errands for teachers and neighbors. During the fourth grade, Gacy began to experience blackouts. He was occasionally hospitalized because of these seizures and also in 1957 for a burst appendix. Oh, my God. Gacy later later estimated that between the ages of 14 and 18, he had spent almost a year in the hospital for these episodes and attributed the decline of his grades to his missing school. His father suspected the episodes were an effort to gain sympathy and attention and openly accused his son of faking the condition as the boy lay in a hospital bed. Although his mother, sisters, and few close friends... Yeah. Never doubted his illness, Gacy's mental condition was never conclusively diagnosed. It's conclusive. Mm-hmm. Right now. We're making it conclusive. Yeah, right here right at Talk Cricket. <laughs> One of Gacy's friends at high school recalled several instances in which his father ridiculed or beat his son without provocation. On one occasion in 1957, the same friend witnessed an incident at the Gacy household in which Gacy's father began shouting at his son for no reason, then began hitting him. Yeah, that that's what they talk about on MFM when they mm-hmm. do this case on mm-hmm. My Favorite Murder. I believe Karen does this case. Yeah. Fairly certain. 100% certain that karen does this case Mm -hmm. and um she characterizes this as a man who made it a habit of getting super fucking drunk and then beating everyone in his family before dinner yep so then everyone gets beaten and then everyone gets to sit there and look at each other with weird twitchy eyes at the dinner table yep and trying exactly, not to say yeah. anything that will set dad off because he's a fucking toxic masculine asshole. Who alcoholic, needs to be shot. Who is the fucking worst. Yeah. And John was like a sensitive guy. Yeah. Before he grew up to be a fucking serial killer. Like he just wanted to be in the kitchen with his mom. He really liked baking. Like more of those things that were like quintessentially and stereotypically female. Mm-hmm. Before we realize that, like, men are also incredible cooks and chefs. Like, yeah. you know, like, it just is bullshit. And some of the best are men. Yeah. Some of the best are female. I mean, it food is, is the universal equalizer, yeah. is the thing. And this man was an absolute dick who could not handle that he might have a gay man for a son. Yeah. Exactly. His father was the fucking Absolutely worst. We couldn't handle it. And I honestly, and I, I also want to preface this as well that we are not saying that people who are gay are all serial killers. Oh no, of not at all. Of course, fucking no. not. We are sex positive, and we're both bisexual. Yeah, like... like we're in the community. Like we are not saying that at all. We're saying that the the repression of this can sometimes lead. When you have all the cookie cutter, all those puzzle pieces in place here and a puzzle piece or two missing, this formula ends up with I'm murdering my homosexual underage companions and hiding them in my house. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Spoiler alert. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Um, Let's play the handcuff game. Yeah, I didn't go too into that because, again, that's not, not what I'm wanting great. to focus on. Yeah, it's not um, great. Yeah. 
Uh, so Gacy's mother did uh, attempt to intervene. Uh, the friend recalled that Gacy simply put up his hands to defend himself, adding that he never struck his father back during these physical never. altercations. In 1960, at the age of 18, Gacy became involved in politics, working as an assistant precinct captain for a Democratic Party candidate in his neighborhood. This decision earned more criticism from his father, who accused his son of being a patsy. Gacy Wow. Yeah. What an asshole. His father is the fucking worst, and I also blame him for all these people that are now dead. He's the absolute worst. Yep. Uh, I mean, like, John is responsible for his own actions. He because is. you are able to rise above your circumstances. Yes, absolutely. 100%. But also... The, but also. Yeah. But also, he was definitely a factor. For sure. Especially in this case. Yep. With a son who seemed to be very empathetic and very sensitive. And yeah. And beat the sensitivity the fuck out of him. And told and beat the living shit out of him to the point to where he couldn't be himself. Yeah, I um, this one could also have worked for a repression episode. Yeah. Like we we did Dahmer right yeah, for that did. one. A hundred percent. This is the this is a very similar and a hundred percent valid case for that as well. Yeah. So, and also, um, I had a teacher who um, whose father was. A lot like this. Really? And yeah. And um, he. One of the things that he told us. I'll never forget. Um, he said that one time his father beat him so hard he peed himself. Oh fuck me. Yeah. And. Um, and that, that's when you know the difference between abuse and spanking. Yep. And. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I was spanked because I was an asshole. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I'll just say that <laughs> real fast. I was a huge smart ass and a dick. <laughs> I deserved every spanking I got. I was never spanked so hard that I pissed myself. No. And that same I was teacher... never spanked so hard that I was that marks were left or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was literally just I needed a firm fucking hand. Yeah. Because I was a dick. I still kind of am a little bit. I'm just an assertive person. <laughs> like I can't. <laughs> Um, but that same teacher went on to, um, molest a lot of students. No! Um, yeah. Did he sleep with, did he sleep with kids? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. And the cycle of abuse continues. Uh-huh. Damn yep. it, Kay! Yeah, but it's not great. Um, but, uh, you know, of course. <laughs> so, Gacy letter- later speculated the decision may have been an attempt to seek the acceptance from others that he never received from his father. Um, the same year Gacy became a Democratic candidate, his father bought him a car with the title of the vehicle being in his father's name until Gacy had completed the monthly repayments. These repayments took several years to complete and his father would confiscate the keys to the vehicle if Gacy did not do as his father said. On one occasion in 1962, Gacy bought an extra set of keys after um, his father confiscated the original set. In response, his father removed the distributor cap from the vehicle, withholding the component for three days. Oh my god! Yeah, and he was like 20 years old at this point. Um, Gacy recalled that as a result of this incident, he felt totally sick, drained. When his father, re- yeah, when his father replaced it, Gacy left the family home and drove to Las Vegas, Nevada, where he found work within 
the ambulance service before he was transferred to work as an attendant at the Palm Mortuary. He worked in this role for three months before returning to Chicago. In his role as a mortuary attendant, Gacy slept on a cot behind the embalming room. In this role, he observed morticians embalming dead bodies and later confessed that on one evening while alone, he had clambered into the coffin of a deceased teenage male, embracing and caressing the body before experiencing a oh, sense of God. shock. This was his first homosexual encounter. Fuck! Uh, this prompted... Honey. Yep. This prompted Gacy to call his mother... Oh, my God. That's so fucked. Yep. This prompted Gacy to call his mother the next day and ask whether his father would allow him to return home. His father agreed, and the same day, Gacy drove back to live with his family in Chicago. Upon his return, despite the fact he had failed to graduate from high school, Gacy successfully enrolled in the Northwestern Business College from which he graduated in 1963. Yeah. Gacy subsequently took a management trainee position within the Nunbush Shoe Company. In 1964, the shoe company transferred Gacy to Springfield to work as a salesman. He was eventually promoted to manager of his department. In March of that year, he became engaged to Marilyn Myers, a co-worker in the department he managed. She was a bookkeeper. I know that. Yeah. She was a quiet... Insecure bookkeeper. That's so sad. Who he took advantage of. Yeah. And this is where we stop feeling sorry for him. Yep. By the way. The, yeah, this is where we stop. Be, be, because a lot of people rise above these circumstances. But if you have the the mental illness, if you, if you have the, ne- the necessary puzzle pieces missing, mm-hmm. this is then what you devolve into. Yep. Plenty of people have this childhood and grow up to rise above and be fine. Plenty of people go the opposite way and kill themselves. And then there are people that do this. Yep. And when you kill and take people from their lives and you take people's children from their lives, you're a fucking asshole and no one gives a shit about you anymore. Yeah, no. At, at, at some point, this is the point where you become responsible for your actions. Exactly. Yeah, everyone at some point is responsible, is responsible for their responsible actions. for their own actions. Especially. And also, I I don't know, some part of me has always felt really, really bad for Gacy. Mm-hmm. And because of the 70s and because of the environment that men have always had to grow up in, at, like, as a feminist... This is as at its a, worst. As a feminist, yeah. women have always been repressed, but men have also been forced into a cookie cutter of their yes. own. And... This is one of those times where the cookie cutter missed its mark and he tried to still make it, make it fit. Mm -hmm. And then there's leaks and there's burn marks and there's death and you see where I'm going with it? Mm -hmm. Like, and you, you, you can't force it. No. And you can't force these fucking gender roles on people because it doesn't work. What, what speaks to your soul is, is who you are, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and because he, because he was so repressed, because he was so made to feel like his passion for certain things wasn't valid for a man. Like, that that is wrong but also you don't have to kill no absolutely not and you don't have to rape yep so at that point my empathy disappears but Mm -hmm. also i i feel bad for him yeah 
And like this is why this case is so fascinating. Murder, up until yeah. the rape and murders, I really feel bad for him. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, dude, like you could like, just you knew like, moved away and just move away, move to fucking New York or San Francisco, and it's mm-hmm. fine. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? San Fran, especially San Fran. Yeah, like d- just go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It's also hard to move away from your family, and I get that, but. Yeah. And like he, he, we we just all have to learn to trust our trust our guts and 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 follow our souls exactly. Um, so after a nine month courtship, the couple married in September 1964. And he married this person who was super quiet and mousy that he knew he could manipulate. Mm-hmm. Marilyn's father subsequently purchased three KFC restaurants in Waterloo, Iowa, and Gacy and his wife moved to Waterloo so he could manage the restaurants with the understanding that they would move into Marilyn's parents' home, which was vacated for the couple. During his courtship with Marilyn, Gacy joined the local JCs and became a tireless worker for the organization, being named key man for the organization in April 1964. This is when we see him, like, more going into the politics and more, like... Yeah manipulating people and like that's why he's just he's so perfect trying to get love from everyone around him mm-hmm. even though the 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 thing he's getting love for is fake yep the same year gacy had his second homosexual experience it's actually really pure when you think about it mm-hmm. not in the sense of like it being pure and hilarious but in the sense of it being like purely just because he wants people to love him yeah he 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 he's putting on this face he's putting on this lie and and he probably could have gotten that if he had not raped and molested and murdered if there wasn't this this horrifying underbelly to all of it of Mm -hmm. like this horrible agenda yes exactly um yeah yeah. According to Gacy, he acquiesced to this incident after one of his colleagues in the Springfield Jaycees uh, piled him with drinks and invited him to spend the evening upon his sofa. Jesus Christ. The colleague then performed oral sex upon him while he was drunk. Oh, no. Yeah. By 1965, Gacy had risen to the position of vice president of the Springfield Jaycees. The same year, he was named as the third most outstanding Jaycee within the state of Illinois. Um, so in Waterloo in 1966, Gacy accepted an offer from his father-in-law to manage the KFC, which we already discussed, but, um, it was a lucrative position. He would receive $15,000 per year, which is now less than what I make. But in that time, it was the equivalent of $118,783. What the fuck? Yeah. To manage a KFC? Three KFCs. Three, oh, whatever. Yeah. Fuck you, dude. Plus a share of profits earned via the restaurants. Following Whoa. his obligatory completion of a managerial course, Gacy reclo- relocated to Waterloo with his wife. Um, he, like like I said, he joined the JCs, had that experience. Um, although considered ambitious and something of a braggart by his colleagues, he was highly regarded as a worker on several fundraising projects. In 1967, he was named outstanding vice president of the Waterloo JCs, and at JC meetings, Gacy would often provide free fried chicken to his colleagues and insisted upon being given the nickname Colonel. I mean, food speaks to people's souls. Yeah, it does. But also, you shouldn't 
ask people to call yourself someone's name that's not your name. Exactly. The colonel already existed <laughs> in the KFC world. You did not. <laughs> you don't need to have everyone call you the colonel when you're middle management. Yep. This is Michael Scott saying, call me Dunder and Mifflin. Like, literally <laughs> yes. the same. Yep. He o- he's managing a KFC and he's asking people to call him the colonel. <laughs> no. No, no that's John. not what you are. No. <laughs> um... So, Gacy's wife gave birth to two children. A son named Michael was born in February 1966. Yes. Um, Followed by a daughter named Christine in March 1967. Gacy, yeah. Gacy himself later described this period of his life as perfect, adding that he finally earned the long sought approval of his father. On one occasion in July 1966. Yeah. Because he had kids. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. On one occasion in July 1966, Gacy's parents paid a visit to Iowa, during which his father apologized privately to him for the physical and emotional abuse he had inflicted on him throughout his childhood before proudly informing him, son, I was wrong about you. Wow. And then this article does such justice and says, however, there was an unseemlier side of J.C. life in Waterloo that involved wife swapping, prostitution, pornography, and drug use. Gacy was deeply involved in many of these activities and regularly cheated on his wife with local prostitutes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. He is also known... Sex workers. Sorry. Sex workers. Yes. Um, That is what's in... Or prostitutes is what's in this article. She's using the term that was in this 1970s article (laughs) to to edit (laughs) oneself. So... He is also known to have opened a club in his basement where he allowed his employees to drink alcohol and play pool. Although Gacy employed teenagers of both sexes at his restaurants, he socialized only with his young male employees. Many were given alcohol before Gacy made sexual advances toward them, which, if rebuffed, he would claim were jokes or a test of morals. Um, I could go into his first offenses. I'm not really going to go into them, but I will... um, share this section of a report detailing Gacy's 1968 psychiatric evaluation, which said, and I quote, the most striking aspect of the test results is the patient's total denial of responsibility for everything that has happened to him. Yes. He can produce an alibi for everything. He presents himself as a victim of circumstances and blames other people who are out to get him. Oh my gosh. The patient attempts to assure a sympathetic response by depicting himself as being at the mercy of a hostile environment and this is after he has molested and sexually assaulted many young men and older men as well it's just he's yeah um i'm not gonna go into most of this but he he did undergo a psychiatric evaluation that was court ordered um Two doctors that had examined him over a period of 17 days uh, concluded he had antisocial personality disorder and um, was unlikely to benefit from any therapy or medical treatment and that his behavior pattern was likely to bring him into repeated conflict with society. Um, Wow. So, let's see here. After his first offenses, he was put in jail. Um... But he only served 18 months of his 10-year sentence. Um, 
Two of the conditions. Bet. That, yep, because he was a model prisoner, quote unquote. Uh, um, that's such bullshit. I do not give a single fucking shit about how you behave when you're in prison. Yeah, no. I do not care. Nope, it's a completely different care. society. Yeah. yeah, I don't care. Of course you're fucking charming. That is part of the dark fucking triad. Mm-hmm. It's charmingness, agreeableness, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And this first time that Sex he- offenders are always the most cool fucking people when they're in prison. Yep. Because they're trying to get good behavior so they can get out and keep fucking diddling. Yep. And while he was in prison this first time, on Christmas Day of 1969, his father died from cirrhosis of the liver. I bet he did. Mm-hmm. Gacy was not told that his father had died. he was a drunk. Yep. Uh, he was not That's told awful. that his father had died until two days after his death. When he heard the news, Gacy was said to have collapsed to the floor, sobbing uncontrollably, and had to be supported by prison staff. Gacy requested... again, you're still losing a parent. Yeah. Yeah. Gacy requested supervised compassionate leave from prison to attend his father's funeral in Chicago, but his request was denied. Of course. Um, so with parole, um, he was able to get off, but two of the conditions of his probation were that Gacy would relocate to Chicago to live with his mother, and that he was to observe a 10 p.m. curfew with the Iowa Board of Parole receiving regular updates as to his progress. Wow. Yeah. So, he did end up Ugh, having... That's so crazy. Wow. He did have to relocate, and he did, um, with financial assistance from his mother, he bought a house in Norwood Park Township in an unincorporated area of Cook County. Um, this is where he resided until his arrest in December 1978, so this was his murder house. Oh, um, this is the one where he buried everyone. Yep. And so, in August 1971, shortly after Gacy and his mother moved into the house, he became engaged to Carol Hoff, a divorcee with two young daughters. Hoff, who he, imbre- who he had briefly dated in high school, had been a friend of his younger sister. His fiance moved into his home soon after the couple announced their engagement, and his mother moved out of the house after that. Yeah, so, probably because she couldn't take the smell. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Um, that was a bad joke. So, we're going to go back to his community volunteerism, because he does this act again. Okay. Um, So, following Gacy's marriage to Carol, his new wife and stepdaughters moved into the Summerdale Avenue house. He had quit his job as a cook and started his own construction business, PDM Contractors. PDM being the initials for painting, decorating, and maintenance. Mm. The business initially undertook minor repair work, such as sign writing, pouring concrete, and redecorating, but later expanded to include projects such as interior design, remodeling, installation, assembly, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. By 1978, the gross of PDM's annual turnover was over $200,000. Whoa. Yeah. So, um, and I will just say here, a lot of the people that he employed at PDM also ended up being accomplices to a lot of his murders. Oh, shit. Um. Whoa. Yeah, and this is about when he became Pogo the Clown and Patches the Clown. Yeah. Um, to get, like, access to children, unfortunately. Oh, um, people suck. Yep. By 1970. 1970- 
By 1975, Gacy had told his wife that he was bisexual. After the couple had sex on Mother's Day that year, he informed her that this would be the last time they would ever have sex. He began spending most evenings away from home, only to return in the early hours of the morning with the excuse he had been working late. Okay. Yep. His wife... Um... Mm -hmm. That's not cool. None of that's cool. Um... <laughs> especially not to do to a woman on Mother's Day. And especially not to flaunt bisexuality yeah. as a cover-up to your gayness. And also, like, she married you with the expectation of fucking you until you die. Yep. That's the contract I made with my husband. <laughs> if you turn the sex off at my house, you can start dropping the dog off at my new place. Yep. <laughs> Because <laughs> we had a deal. <laughs> yeah. I totally stole that joke, but still. <laughs> like, what? Yep, that happened. Oh, that poor, poor woman. Yeah, she she did get out of it very quick, though. Good. Um, his wife observed Gacy bringing teenage boys into his garage and also found gay pornography and men's wallets and identification cards inside the house. Also, nothing wrong with that. No, but, but when you're finding this randomly in the house exactly. and you are not seeing the boys afterwards, exactly. that is a problem. Exactly. I agree. Um, when yes. she, yeah, when she once confronted Gacy about who these items belong to, he angrily informed her the property was none of her business. They divorced okay. by mutual consent in March 1976. Because he won't tell me what shit is. Yeah. Okay, bye. Yep. <laughs> Less than 10 months later, they were divorced. Yeah. Um, that's awful. So, now this is what turned into his, what he called his cruising period. Um, this is when I kind of want to go into his victims. Okay. There's a, guys, there's a list of 22 of them. There's a lot. Um, it is on the Wikipedia page. Most of them were found in his little body shoot that he made. Um, and, uh... Mm. Mm. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of bodies buried in this house, and the house has since been destroyed. Yes, which is good. You you can't get in there. No one can ghost hunt. No one can anything. It's all gone. A lot of these boys. It was a literal house house of horrors. There is one on here that there are two on here that are as young as fourteen. Oh, and that's so awful. This list, like, it's it's crazy to be looking at it right now. Yep. Because, like, they're, they're just body nine, body two, body 29, body seven. But, like, yeah. they, they give each of them that they can a name. Yeah. But, like, it's just, I, I can't, I cannot imagine. Um, and we're not going to get into it. Like, that's not what this is about. I just want to, like. Right touch on how many there were um so um that's just that's kind that's his story that's what was leading up to all of this that's what i wanted to talk yes. about like i wanted to get into the psychology of what that kind of upbringing can turn into yeah and how you can kind of turn that around like if you are finding yourself in these positions where you are you are seeing these negative tendencies. You have to get them in check. Yeah. Because they can't, like, gone un... 
untreated, yeah, yeah, they can turn into this bullshit. Um, again, like, this was a really shallow dive. It's not, like, the true crimey stuff that we normally do, because I no. there's just too much to go into. Yeah. And we've now been recording for three hours, and we've still got some other stuff to record. But, like, if you all want a deeper dive on this episode, I'd be happy to do it. Um because there's so much about him that I didn't even get to touch on that I'd there's love to. Lot. Yeah, we're just, I mean, we're not a deep dive episode. Yeah. And we're not a deep dive podcast, so. Yeah. I'm sure last podcast I've been left have done some some stuff. I'm sure. Karen did a garage. great job of this on MFM. Kar- Karen did an amazing job on, on John Wayne Gacy mm-hmm. that is both brilliant and hilarious. So, my favorite murder. I don't know what episode it is at all, but she definitely... I think it's an earlier one, but yeah, it is. Um, because I listen to it. Definitely go listen to their episode about it because it's phenomenal. Yeah, but like he was, um, he listed two of his accomplices that worked for him at PDM. Um, Robert Wrestler. Oh, Robert Wrestler, huh? Uh, he informed him that two or three employees had ass- assisted him. Um, there, There's also rumors... Two or three people have assisted him? Mm-hmm. There's also rumors that he was involved in a trafficking ring in Chicago. Oh, wow. Through two of these employees, and it was just... It's, it's crazy convoluted. It can be a whole podcast series on its For own. real. But I just wanted to, like, touch on the psychology of it. Yes. So. Well, very good. I loved yeah, it. Thank you. Yeah. So, I am that's my case. I am insanely exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Woo! All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, this has been a really fascinating and really deep episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, I, I mean, I think... That more than anything, we want you to remember, you are not a monster. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talk Cricket. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcricket.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things cricket, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Cricket. To keep the shots coming, access exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout-out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.